0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League. We are back away from finals, but Mark is not back home. He's in an undisclosed location somewhere in Europe. Mark, where are you in Europe?
1: Uh, I'm in Portugal.
0: How is Portugal? It's great. What have you been doing?
1: Uh, I got in yesterday morning my time. Uh, and I hardly slept, and uh, I didn't really do anything. And then today I slept a lot, and then didn't really do anything.
0: Gotcha. So you're having a great time, I'm I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I was in the uh, spa. I took my first Turkish bath.
0: Wait, really? What is what is that yeah, like?
1: It, well, it's just like a, it's like a sauna, but like really, really uh, steamy. You know yeah like i could i couldn't even see the other side of the turkish bath it was like 10 10 feet wide maybe and i could not even see the other wall it yeah great it's
0: like you're in mistborn
1: sure Uh <laughs> but i don't think it's quite as humid in humidity heat wise yes
0: well um uh, were you were you wearing any clothing
1: yeah i was and then someone opened it i was in there alone like there was no one in the hot tubs no one in the pools i was totally alone and then someone opened the door to the turkish bath and then I think they kind of saw that I was in there, but they only saw like the shape of me and they left. And I was like, yes, right. Get the fuck out of my
0: bath. <laughs> okay. Well, either way, uh, we are back from finals. Uh, if you guys didn't get a chance to go watch the live hotline league, it's up on YouTube, but we had a really great time doing that with Grubhub. Uh, we really, really had a, an en- enjoying, enjoyable time. Mark, what did you think of the live hotline league?
1: I thought it was great. Uh, there was a lot of smack talk between the owners. That was really cool if you haven't seen it. And, uh, Nicole was right.
0: Yeah, she was the most humble on the show and then also ended up being right. You know who else was right was the, I thought about this a lot over the course of the weekend, the, uh, caller, quote unquote, who got on stage and said that the lower bracket team is like heavily favored historically. And he was like, oh, yeah, Papa Smithy should be worried because, like, this is the same thing that happened with 100 Thieves last year, and, like, there you go. Sure enough, EG comes in and just crushes it. So I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was uh, something that I think is worth keeping an eye on going forward. You know, like, how much of an advantage are these fuckers getting? Because if this keeps up across, like, a bunch of other regions, like, hmm... Maybe there's maybe there should be a, an advantage given to the the team waiting in winners because people always talk about you know like oh it should be best seven with a game seated in favor of the winning side team because it's not fair that they only lose once and I never really cared about that angle but if you're legitimately favored because of the momentum from bot side and it's like a a tangible like recordable phenomenon then then they really should give the winner some advantage
0: yeah what do you what do you, is it really just the momentum like it's actually kind of crazy to me that that's a thing.
1: I mean, m- momentum. First off, anonymous gifter wants you to pull for Yellon, apparently.
0: Yeah, Ayaka, ano- I'm not well, sure. actually Ayaka, I haven't even pulled for Ayaka. We just got 25 gifted subs from an anonymous gifter in the chat, so thank you, anonymous gifter. Uh, <laughs> we'll like be doing. Like we, we should dogs. say we're doing. We're doing resin refresh immediately after this because it's 12:30 uh, in the afternoon Pacific time on the West Coast, so very different time for us to be doing the show. And uh, yeah, we're gonna see how much we can get out of Mark before he just dies. Really, anyway.
1: it's 8:30 for me. It looks like it's normal.
0: Yeah, you know, actually, this is a normal Hotline League time for you. It's just going to be an abnormal resin refresh time for you. Um, But anyway, sorry. Yeah, Is it really just momentum? Like, why is it that, like, theoretically, the better team should be the one that's sitting up at the top?
1: I think, in theory, the better team is. I mean, sometimes people just choke early in playoffs like or whatever. I don't think EG choked early in playoffs. I think TL was better than... um, and then they got sent to lower. I think EG underperformed the regular season, so they got a bad seed, I guess, is what you would say. Gotcha. Um, but but either way, momentum is definitely a real thing. It's, like, not really quantifiable about why you have momentum, but, like, going through a bunch of 3-0s and having good scrim results, like, you're just going to be feeling yourself. And you, play, you already played on the stage once before. Like, that's 100 Thieves' first game in that environment. That's the fourth for uh, EG, you know? Like, I think those things can matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I just I thought it was it was really cool. Before we, we continue our conversation, I do want to make sure I give a shout out to Alienware and, and Grubhub for sponsoring this episode, and we'll talk more about them as time goes on. But uh, what I mean, what did you think of the like six zero? I mean, that was crazy. They just seemed incredibly dominant, and I don't think anybody predicted that. I know like Flowers predicted three zero for EG on the hundredth day, but I mean what what is what are the takeaways in just seeing how dominant they were? And also, you know, I I think it was important that we hype up EG, we talk about how good they are or whatever. Uh, I do want to just really quickly check in and see if, like, you feel as though TL or 100T collapsed at all or played way below their expectations or anything.
1: So I predict, as, as an EG fan who predicted them to beat FlyQuest, beat C9, and beat TL, I, I did predict that. Um I don't think anyone underperformed. To well so like I think 100 Thieves underperformed and I think TL underperformed. But like you can underperform and still lose. You know what I'm saying? Like your regular performance might have still lost. I think for 100 Thieves they looked fucking terrible straight up. Like there was no point in those games watching from the audience where I felt like 100 Thieves might have won any of those games. Yeah. Um so like I I think that they were just bad. And EG shit on them. Whereas, like, the TL series, I don't really think TL straight underperformed. Game one, they should have won. It was like a a crazy Baron steal that gave them that. Game two, they got Giga outdrafted. You heard uh, uh, Golden Glue talking about how it was a 90 10 draft. And in that game, they still got Soul and Elder. And it was like, or maybe it was Baron, but like, TL could have won that game. It was close, but they were playing decent to be in such a bad draft and have the game be as close as it was. And so I felt like TL. More or less played up to their potential maybe a little under but eg still kind of smoked them But that that felt like a close that was a close 3-0 Whereas like the the hundred thieves 3-0 is like what you imagine a 3-0 is where one team is just vastly better than the other
0: yeah Yeah, I mean it was interesting too because I think Who was it somebody somebody had oh I interviewed Soren and Soren had said that he thought That eg would be the tougher opponent. So it was kind of funny in that like from the outside there were a lot of analysts and community members, I think who were like really thinking EG was the weakest. Whereas if you talk to a lot of the players, the players thought EG was potentially the strongest and 100T might've been the weakest. Um, And it's kind of interesting uh, because it feels like it played out that way. uh,
1: From what I heard, you know, obviously EG is not gonna be scrimming TL heading into that match. Um, They're mostly playing 100 Thieves. So 100 Thieves got to scrim both teams. And I think both teams are beating 100 Thieves. Yeah in scrims. And I, I heard I heard that EG was smoking 100 Thieves in scrims, which is why Empire is saying no, that's not true. I heard someone tell me that you guys were beating them in scrims, and that's partially why Danny and JoJo were so hyped.
0: Oh, oh, Empire says in we final didn't scrim in Was, it, was week. it
1: before final week?
0: We only scrimmed you, a collegiate team during that week. And a talent, man.
1: Did, did you scrim 100 Thieves before final week, then, and shit on them?
0: Well, we're waiting for Empire to reply in the Twitch chat. Uh, EG E.G. staff member. Uh, before final week, it was like 50-50. Okay, well, whatever. Moving along. Well, I mean,
1: that, it is interesting, at least, that the, the scrim people were maybe exaggerating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> rude to call 100 Thieves a collegiate team. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I think um, 100 Thieves, I expected more out of them. I, I had sent a prediction to my producer that if everyone else had predicted hundred thieves to flop and then jat was the one who kind of did it live on air which made it awkward because i was like wait i said i was gonna flop three hours ago yeah because <laughs> uh, I, I did think it was going to be close like i wasn't so set on my hundred use prediction um and i, I think people kind of under i think sometimes in, in postseason people value the regular season a little bit too much um and that's why I, I predict them over 100 Thieves or C9 so quickly, uh, EG over C9, because I was like, C9 sucks right now, and EG looks good, so easy call for me. I mean, I um, think but at least the last time we saw 100 Thieves and they were playing well against TL, that, that's kind of who I was expecting to show up.
0: I think it's fair to say that people might have over-predicted or overemphasized regular season performance because oftentimes I think it's fair to do that whenever, because we'll oftentimes have those teams that go and like they lose like two games the entire Split or whatever, right? But, like, uh, I mean, C9 and TL were near the top of the standings for, for most of the split and or at the top of the standings for most of the split, but it didn't really feel like they were ever just having, like, this hard stranglehold, especially if C9 started to look kind of weaker at the end and 100 Thieves started to surge and all that stuff. I, I do think, like, it is very... I have been annoyed, and this happens very frequently, where you'll have, like, an underdog story and you'll be like whoa this is crazy that this team won which is i think how people should feel about eg and then people are like oh come on guys eg were never as bad as you made them out to be and like they were best of ones and blah 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 i'm like no like in any other year like no one would be surprised that eg like if eg had gone and just flunked out in playoffs nobody would be talking about it It would have been not a surprise to anybody because they occupied that like mid-level team i think there were points in time in the split where we weren't even sure if they were a top five team um because well,
1: they... even Go yeah e- even if they beat c9 and then lost to tl in the way that you're talking about like and let's say they got 3-1 to 3-0 like everyone would be like yep not surprised you know and here they are 3-0 in both those teams and people are still being like yeah
0: yeah i just cool i think it's it's such a disservice to the like actual accomplishment to try to pretend that this is not like a huge upset because it just I don't I don't know I don't even know did it, did anybody have them three o did anybody have them three o over TL on the the prediction uh, sheet some
1: people did but okay some people just predict three o's either way like yeah. no no shade to Captain Flowers no Flowers, I've heard he yeah he either goes three two or three o and that's it
0: yeah
1: and so like if he's gonna predict someone it's almost always gonna be a three o for him.
0: I thought he was. Oh, he went double 3-0 for EG. Okay, I thought I knew he went three zero for um for them against Hunter T. But that's cool, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I think there were some
1: random influencers who did it too. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll
0: talk about we'll talk about the game some more. I'm sure we'll get some calls in. But um, what about uh the rest of the weekend? Anything that I mean, this was like the first weekend back for Serena in uh, almost three years. Like. Any, any other interesting stories or moments for you, Mark? Did you get out on time in on, on Houston? Because uh, everybody was getting delayed or stuck. I
1: managed to avoid the shit show that happened. Ashley left at noon, and I had be- made sure to book her an earlier flight. Um, so she got out before the storm hit. I got delayed by an hour, and I had like 15 minutes to get to my international flight because I had a layover in, in uh, Newark. Um, but that worked out okay but I, I didn't get giga fucked. i got out through the rain whereas other people got totally screwed did you get out
0: so i was on a plane with emily dash azale Medios, broden like a bunch of random people ended up on this plane together and uh we we boarded on time and then we sat on the tarmac for like 45 minutes because there were like lightning strikes and they didn't want the ground crew getting in danger the ramp or whatever yeah yeah so we we sat there for 45 minutes so we were on that plane for a long time it was like a five hour flight eventually um it felt like because by the because of just sitting on the on the flight um but we did get out but i saw so many people like i saw the tigers got stuck in houston overnight and um vulcan was tweeting that he didn't get back until like 4 a.m and stuff so it's just uh yeah we were able to do it uh but what about the event itself any any cool moments i mean it was it's it, it it was really cool to see you guys on the analyst desk and um with like the whole crowd behind you and everything
1: yeah it was fun i uh enjoyed having the crowd behind us i enjoyed doing the analyst desk i enjoy the arena
0: I'm trying to think there's anything else i'm supposed to say
1: it was dope dude what about you How was watching from the arena yeah how was that yeah
0: it was really cool i mean i think it's very funny because the arena was definitely in no way in any case full, but I don't even think that they could fill that arena unless it was located in China and it was the world finals. Like people don't think, I don't think realize that it was something like a 90000 person arena. Um, and so I was really happy with the turnout. I've, I've heard that they had more people ever than ever watching a spring finals live. Like, in ter- in terms, of, sorry, in, in person, like, that's the most tickets they've ever sold for a spring finals. Oh, now, yeah. In the past, they've been in smaller venues, but what I had heard was basically, like, their there options for choosing a venue during this time of year because of everything that's going on were either, like, tiny college basketball arena or something massive like this, and they wanted to do something bigger, and so they got the the bigger one, knowing that, obviously, they would never sell it out, but... It was I thought, I thought it was a good amount of people, it looked great on the broadcast, people losing their minds. One of my favorite things, one of my favorite things was how the crowd... So, like, guys, EG does not... Well, I should say, did not have very many fans. Like, EG content does not do well. Uh, my content with EG does not usually do very well. Like, they just have not been able to build, like, a very large fan base. However they gained so many fans over the course of this weekend. And when Tyler one came out and did the opening ceremony and he was like, 100 T fans, let me hear you. And people are like, yeah. And then he goes, EG fans, let me hear you. And the crowd went crazy. And it was one of those things that you can just never experience if things are remote or online to see how the how much fandom hit the EG fans. And I know a lot of it were probably like c 9 fans that had just converted. For the purposes of that one match but it was just really neat to see this team that like i don't think very many people were excited about what like i don't think they would have pushed tickets you know i, I actually do feel like if people knew it was going to be 100t eg finals there would not be as many tickets that had been sold but they like well, i think the saturday games just really did a lot
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the Danny cheer, there was a thread about it, about, like, how loud it was. Like, it, it did come through, I think, online, how much people were cheering for EG. Yeah. And I would expect that that happened anyways. Like, there's a, there a thing in sports where, like, if you're going to lose, you want to lose to the champion, right? And, like, that, there is some element of that. And I, I also think um, the other element of it is obviously the NA angle. And I think it's very easy to stop cheering for your main team if your backup team is just, like, and a young talent group and i think in that sense they also have a lot of potential to hold on to these fans because um yeah it's hard to compete in terms of raw numbers that just cloud nine as an org have or bjergsen and core or, or like you know just bigger names but eventually like it will take time but you know this is jojo and danny's First, I mean Danny played last year, but they got knocked out pretty quick in playoffs, you know It wasn't like a a thing. So this is their first international tournament, you know, like if they do well I think like they can become mainstays and I think it just showed in the arena how quickly people were willing to make them The most popular team in the building.
0: Yeah, I'm trying I want to see if I can pull this up. So uh, Almost three months ago. I think it was I did a poll on my YouTube channel using like the community tab where I asked people who they were fans of and I'm just uh, stalling for time so that I can pull it up. I should have realized that I, I wouldn't want to do this, but I forgot that you we had this conversation. Um, and uh, you can only put five options. And so the options that I put were TSM, C9, TL100T, and no one slash a different team. And then I re-ran it um, Monday. I reran the same poll. So I'm going to put them up on screen right now. Uh, so here's the one from two months ago. I don't know if you can see it, Mark, but it's yep. TSM ten percent, C9 forty one percent, TL thirty one percent, Hundred T six percent, No one a different team twelve percent. So um, C9 and TL occupying the majority of this. Again, this is my YouTube channel, so like it's not. There's probably a lot of casual fans that are not accounted for in this in this chart, et cetera, et cetera. But or then, legacy fans too, yeah. Then you look at um, this, like. This was from a day ago, and I ran it with the same teams because I didn't want to like put EG in there. I wanted to just do like a flat comparison. TSM still exactly ten percent, which is very funny to me. Uh, C9 went from forty-one percent to seventeen percent.
1: Was was your first poll during the LS time? Before yes, left? yes, yes. It was during. It was oh, like no, the
0: first that. week of of spring uh, spring playoffs or uh, spring split. I think something around there. Then TL went from 31% to 28%, Hunter T actually grew in this poll from 6% to 9%, and then no one a different team went 12% to 36%. So it's very interesting. I, Obviously I wish I could do this poll with like more options and have had all the different teams there to see how EG grew, but like just and I, and again this is just my YouTube channel, it's not scientific blah 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 blah, but like I do think that the results of this are fascinating because it's the same here's, channel. Here's
1: yeah. what I would draw: one had 30k votes and one had 13k votes. I think 17k people left when LS.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah.
1: left, and all came out as C9. That's that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, because there's probably a decent amount of people that just stopped watching. Um... I don't know it's it is interesting but
1: no i i think i think definitely like obviously yeah some CNI fans just left and like didn't become eg fans but i think a lot of people are eg fans but and you CSM look fans you, are, are masochists
0: yeah you look at the comments too on the on the second poll and let's see where is it where is it where is it the comments are like the top ones oh newest first oh god damn it youtube come on youtube come on um the, on, comments, the comments at the top are really cool to read because they're like a uh, big TL fan here super stoked for EG these guys deserve it they're young they're brash they're exciting can't wait to see how they fare at MSI versus some of the team the best teams in the world give them hell uh this is only my second year watching LCS but enjoy definitely Jazuke on EG prior to Danny Jojo been amazing to watch the team's intense rise to the top and watch them go 6-0 in person it was a weekend I won't forget was a fan of EG since they took Echo Fox's spot, since Echo Fox was my previous favorite team, and Rick said in an interview he was supported EG, so I just kind of moved on to them. It's good to see one of my favorite teams succeed. So, a bunch of the top comments are all about um, EG. So, I I mean, I hope they hold on to this. Like, I did this interview with Vulcan. That's on the YouTube channel. People can go watch it, and he's like, it's great to see all the EG fans. I hope you guys stick around with us if we do well, if we start, stop doing well in summer, because I think there's a good chance that we don't do well in summer, because... Maybe they just are not they've got kind of like that g two regular season vibe, you know where they'll pop off in these best ofs, I don't know, but uh i I hope folks stick around and that there's a ton that can be built around the team it's it's pretty cool
1: yeah so so the other thing I wanted to say was just like the amount of like n a talent conversation that sprung up with their win, like everyone's talking about it now, you know, yeah. Uh, I I thought it was funny where like Kelsey Moses had a tweet that was calling out everyone as well for like counter circle jerking you know like believe in NA talent and it's like coming from all these people who didn't believe in them casters included and I don't know if she's listening to this but if I if I was anti-EG picking them up at some point please throw it in my face because I would fucking love to read but I said like six months ago if I was like should have got fucking Jensen if I was one of the Jensen double lift people I would love to get called out
0: I don't don't think it's funny. It's funny, and maybe I'm wrong. If people can find me saying, like, oh, they should have gotten Doublelift and Jensen, then, yeah, feel free to to call it out. But I think my take was always that this was a very exciting story, that they they had decided not to go with the veterans, but instead gone with the rookies. Um, And I know I became a huge EG doubter in the middle of the regular split uh, because they just weren't performing well. And so it's, you know, like, I don't – I have no – I have no regret about becoming an EG doubter because I think it's perfectly reasonable when they were mega hyped, and then and I've used this stat a ton, Mark, because I think you you put it in the last Hotline League, was that the this team couldn't win more than two games in a row during the regular split, didn't you say that was the most they could ever string together? Yeah, and so I think, like I have no regrets about doubting them because I feel like anybody should have doubted them at that point in time, but. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's exciting. I do think there will be times where Jojo and Danny do not look as good as they look this weekend and people will be like oh they were flukes, but I mean This doesn't ever happen, you know, it's just not a situation where In the league you have a weekend like this I I, it's hard to imagine too many other lcs's lcs splits where Something along the lines of this occurred. So Um, I think it's really exciting. I think it's worth embracing. I think it's really weird that people want to just be like discounting Jojo and Danny. Um because again, like people a lot of people thought this was not possible that you could take an NA mid rookie and and beat two teams that are full on import. So I don't know.
1: Um so I, I I said that and Kelsey and Empire said that one of us, probably you, definitely said they were they were anti JoJo Danny. I'm gonna guess I I can see that I can see the exact argument where you were like, "But think of the the brand power you're leaving on the floor like that. That is. Yes, I
0: definitely made that argument. And so I said this was a huge risk. I was like, you can go become a huge popular team by picking up Doublelift and and Jensen. So this is like a huge risk that you are making because you're you're leaving that on the table.
1: All right, Hotline League viewers, if if we had this conversation in the past, you don't need to call us out right now, but, like, link the timestamp in the comments as well. Like, I'm definitely going to be checking it, because, like, yeah, I, I mean, if we said it, call us out. It's just funny, you know? Like, I, I feel like people shit talk... Like, the shit talk is almost always between players. You know? But, like, God, it'd be really funny to get that thrown in my face.
0: <laughs> I just... I mean, I... I think... It's similar to what I said earlier about how acting as though this was not an upset is a disservice to folks. I feel like acting as though EG did not take a risk by making this decision over Jensen and Doublelift is doing a disservice to what EG accomplished in taking the risk, right? Like they made the bet. It was a gamble and it paid off. And like, I think that that's, that's important to recognize and to celebrate that the, the team was willing to do that because guess what guys everybody always wants to shit on franchising but like i i honestly think this is one of the moments where you can see the benefits of franchising right like they took a risk on these two players and perhaps in a world where they were afraid of getting relegated this year they might not have done it or in the regular season when they were struggling maybe they would have felt compelled to make changes if they were worried about short-term results rather than long-term so um i don't know i think i think there's a lot to be a lot to be said there um, I know we um, need to get into questions or topics, but um, the the other things that are worth talking about, obviously, C9 with Fudge Top, which I have I have heard and has been reported by Upcomer. Um, I've also heard rumors that Sven is going to be playing support, um, which is corroborated by the fact that he's been spamming support. So, like I've only I've only kind of heard that through the grapevine, but the fact that then it looks like he's spamming support. Uh, add some credence to that. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I could see them running copy. It's, it's I guess we'll see what ends up happening. But um, I'm sure people will have some C9 takes because of all that. Summit got MVP. Um, We're going to have some broader discussions about finals and the event. And what this meant for LCS. Anything else, Mark, that I'm forgetting about that was worth worth talking about from this week? Oh, um, MSI ping. MSI ping is like a big conversation, too.
1: Oh yeah, was the MSI announcement not since last episode?
0: Yeah, it happened like on I don't know, Thursday or Wednesday or something. Huh. It was okay, relatively yeah. recently. Yeah.
1: Um I guess we have that. Yeah, that sounds like most of it. Performances this weekend. Uh just general. I'm sure there'll be some just general NA talent stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it'll be good. Um people in chat putting question marks and I don't know why. Uh, am I missing something?
1: Oh, there's the TSM rumors. What was it? Bow and, uh, Maple or something was the rumor.
0: Yeah. I think it's more the, ba- I haven't heard the bow stuff. I have heard the Maple thing, so I don't know if that's more likely, but, uh, I guess we will see either way. Have you pulled anybody yet?
1: No. Okay. I only have one monitor. It's, it's harder to, to, yeah, to yeah, read yeah. Kelsey Moser, flame your ass and look at, uh,
0: It's, you know, it's so convenient for, for Kelsey, because if EG had just busted out with this roster, I wouldn't be going on here being like, ha ha, Kelsey was wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I I was a, oh, what, what, Mark?
1: No, I was just going to say, I still think it's funny. I, I mean, like. I will I will blow myself if I if I call things right I did it to Nate shot this week where I got three of the the last best of fives correct in a row you know not yeah. the game score but the winner at least you know so I'm like hey I called it and then I don't predict EG I'm not gonna talk about the fact I, I missed you know someone's got to call me on it cuz I'm not gonna do it so yeah. you 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 call your dubs they call your L's
0: man so many people in the chat right now um, I I thought uh... Andrew, that you would be traveling, so I, sh- I should have tried to get you on the show. I, I apologize. I see you in the chat. Um, Ovilie in the chat as well. Uh, one quick shout-out I do want to make is to a video that is on my channel, and I wish I could take credit for... I will take credit for it being on my channel and funding it, but not for having the idea of it. But tim 7 Houston did a video at the end of last year about if JoJo and Danny could carry for EG, and it's a run episode. People should go watch it because uh, it's very prescient. And um, it, it's really cool to see that run-in episode end up becoming true. I think it was one of the last episodes we did, so it was pretty neat. Um, okay, so for f- folks who want to know how the show works while well, Mark is pulling, folks, this is a call-in show. Uh, you want to join the Discord, it's discord.gg Travis. If you want to join, there's a bunch of stuff that we talk about there. There's a book channel. There's a Genshin channel. Um, there's, But if you get join, there's a Pleb Topics chat and a Sub Topics chat If you are a sub, thank you for being a sub Sync with Discord so that you can get access to Sub Topics chat uh, Put your takes in there, we're looking more for takes than questions So less like, what do you guys think You know, Any advice for somebody who wants to work in esports And more something like, I think EG is going to Crush it at MSI, or that they're going to fail Or I think that Team Liquid needs to rebuild their roster or so, I don't know, stuff like that um and and mark will pull you into the waiting room once you're in the waiting room just chill there for a bit and then mark will come in make sure that you're um unmuted you oh you also want to join one of the uh pleb calls or sub calls uh channels so that mark can actually pull you into the on the waiting room because he can't do that if you're putting your take in and then not joining one of the channels so thank you to everybody who's been subbing by the way really appreciate that uh trying to rebuild some sub stuff after uh dropping below uh, quite a, a number for a bit. But I think we're ready, Mark, if you want to go check. Uh, yeah, I got some people. Okay, uh, you cool. ready? Yes. Okay, Off Mark goes to grab that. Thank you to Rav. Uh, Rennie the Croc for a year. Uh, oh, Omega Diamonds Inc. for three years. Thank you. Danny Grimm, 26 months. Christabel, 53 months. Good to see you, Julie. Uh, Istar, Anonymous Gifter gifted to Skellite. An anonymous gifter gifted twenty five subs. That's crazy. We'll get some more of those in a second. But first, we've got Fez. Fez, you've been on the show before, right?
2: I have a couple times.
0: Yeah. Remind me where you're calling from.
2: I'm calling from Mobile, Alabama.
0: Mobile, Alabama. Were you on? You were. We. I think we had an Alabama person on the show, like the live show, but that wasn't you, right?
2: No, 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 no. I I was gonna try to make it out of Houston, but work got in the way.
0: I'm sorry. What do you want to talk about on the show?
2: Uh, I want to talk about that. Uh, Danny and Jojo were the fourth and fifth best player on their team, respectively, and there was nothing wrong with that. But basically, my topic is that essentially that they were not the best players on their team, but they didn't have to be, considering they have a literal world champion, an LEC MVP jungler, and a you know world class, the best native world class support you could have in Vulcan.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I will say I thought it was pretty cool whenever Inspired stole that Baron and then got the Pentacle right afterwards. I thought it was really impressive that, you know, we were uh, able that, to get this LEC laner. That,
2: that, that play should have never happened.
0: Set the tone for the entire event. Um, No, okay, go, go ahead. You want to expand on this a little bit or you want to just go go with it?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, my biggest explanation for it is that, I mean, during the Bo series, you could clearly see that, You know, both Danny had key moments during the fights, but absolutely got blasted in lane in both series at periods of time. And I mean, a lot of these mistakes are not gonna be forgiven at an MSI level where EG vastly relies on Danny's team fighting for late game. But Danny literally relies on, EG did great drafting this weekend with how they were drafting J4, Tom Kench and basically a drain tank top or or constantly to make sure that they were protecting Danny. And then JoJo just didn't have to die with the attention that constantly was done by uh, Inspired. So, I mean, they're great players and I know everyone's pushing this NA a narrative really, really hard, but the biggest thing is that they really didn't have to do much because everybody kind of stepped up their game and that's that.
0: Mark, you want to take this first?
1: Sure. Um, There's like a little bit of truth to it in the sense that like uh, saying worse than a championship team that played well is just like a weird way to to phrase it. But like Danny is not great in lane still. I think there's been a lot of narrative about how much better he's gotten in lane and he has gotten a little bit better, but you've seen against – truly top-tier bot lanes and best-of-fives, they, they have issues still, and they do spoon-feed him, and you heard that being talked about with uh, Inspires, and they need to shove shit in his mouth to make him strong, but, but when he gets strong, he becomes, like, the best player in the game, no matter who else is there, kind of, um, so it's, like, there's, like, different scales and times within the game where, where this might be true. Um, but not like, I don't think it's universally true. So, like, uh, I, I do think Danny's team fighting is is incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, and that great. And for a period of time, sometimes, like, okay, they're not taking good matchups because it's just zary and yada, yada, yada. But then they also just like actually die in lane sometimes. Um, or like they'll misplay a level two all in and die or something like that, you know? And it's not always just him, like, sometimes it's Vulcan making a mistake too. I don't want to make it sound like it's just on Danny. Um, so, like, I understand that. And, and, like, Inspired, I think, was, like, fucking amazing. Impact was fucking amazing this this weekend. Um, and so, like, I understand this perspective where you're, like, okay, just, like, pulling nameplates off, Top and Jungle were both huge. Bot lane made some mistakes, and mid was good, but maybe not, like, the focal point at any point in time. Like, I, I can see the angle that the caller is making, but I, I don't think I'd agree with it um, just because like especially for danny he's just so good when he's on and and jojo was um the best laning mid laner in the entire league all split long and that continued in playoffs uh so even even jojo while you're saying oh maybe he's not the like the the fourth best player on his own team it's like well he still shits on the region uh in lane and maybe he has a, a few more deficiencies outside of laning phase um but like if he's if he's the fourth or fifth best player on the championship team and he's the best laning mid laner in the league, what does that say about the, the rest of our pool as well?
0: Not not to mention yeah, it's pool. very it's very strange for like not, not to not to flame these guys, but like we're not talking about DeMonte or Golden Glue on this team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's really weird to be like yeah JoJo was not like the best player on the team or was not near the top when we're talking about a player who's just got into the LCS like three months ago and was able to lift a trophy, uh, like that is, and is a North American player. It did not come, it's not some player that was scouted in like LFL and brought over or something like the the fact that this player was able to actually end up lifting a trophy and was not I like, it's, it's interesting because I don't even think anybody would argue JoJo was like a liability to his team, right? It's not like, Oh, man, well, like, have
1: to play a unique way.
0: To, right. To, like, yes. A, a it's not like inspired, just dragged Jojo's ass to the nexus every game or something like that. Um, and so I just think it's strange to focus on that. And I, I feel like it tends and I'm trying to call you out here, Fez, but I feel like it it's part of this attempt to like delegitimize the fact that North American talent were able to lift a trophy face facing two teams that have basically been built around the idea of getting players that were from other regions to become residents and then filling in the gaps with more players that are from other regions. Um, And so, oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say I agree because it's not like people feel like they do this quite as much for a Team Liquid or let's say 100 Thieves had won or I, I bet if C9 won, people wouldn't have done this. Um, maybe they would for Fudge. Maybe they would. Uh, um, and for Winsome, because it's obvious. But uh, yeah, for like TL and Hunter Thieves, if they had won the title this weekend, I don't think anyone would be like, yeah, I mean, Abadaga won another, but he sucks. And right. or not, not even like that you're saying that, but like for TL, like if they won, I don't feel like people would be like, yeah, uh, Bwipo and Santorin are maybe the two weakest players. And not, I do not think, that, I just picked two names. I don't right, know right. who people would make it for, but I, I feel like it's, it, it's no surprise that of all the teams that people are doing this to of recent title teams. It's the one with the NA talent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it, it, it become it's the, it's the goalpost thing, right? Where people are like, NA talent sucks. And then you have a brand new rookie mid laner come in and another in an, in an NA ADC who's played less than a year and they lift a trophy. And then people say, well, yeah, but like they were the weaker players. You know, it's just, it's, it's really bizarre to me to instead look at it and say like, Wow, you have these fresh players that I mean the the pictures that you guys were showing on the analyst desk, um, Mark during the opening of the show where it's like, oh, when Santorin won his first, like this was Danny as a twelve year old, like like at a pool and like JoJo like here's his yearbook picture and stuff like that. Like I think the the lesson here should be there is good talent. They are there people can take risks on them and you can it is possible to have happen and i don't think anybody's saying like get all these other imported players out of the league now and make way for any talent but just the idea that like the best way to to do it is to quote like again
3: it was not it was a little bit over a year ago that we were talking uh, about
0: lifting the import rule you know And, and so it's just it's it's so funny to me
1: so, so some people in chat are saying that we're strawmanning the take. And I understand what they're saying. First off, I started this by talking about it analytically and kind of agreeing at certain points in the game. So it's not like I, I just d- didn't answer the question. And I think what Travis and I are doing more now is saying, like, the motivation behind it because I don't remember there being a ton of conversation with 100 Thieves last year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember a ton of conversation about weakest player on the team. Um, so that, that's why I think we're responding to it this way. Though I, I Like, again, I said... You, you might legitimately be able to make this case uh, in some instances. You know, I do think that's... Or if people are saying that... I, I, I think there's another truth to this angle, which is that the emphasis on NA talent has dominated the conversation to the point that some people that played very well do are not getting enough attention, like impact or inspired. I do think that's another angle you could take. Um, but again, I think it's also partially... Like, the NA talent is kind of dominating the conversation because it's been such a conversation for so long. So well, uh, and I, it's, I not just... it's pretty and, nuanced.
2: And, yeah, let me just say one thing. I, I want to clarify that when I said there is nothing wrong with it, it's exactly that. They are two yeah. NA rookies. Like, the, And the reason why I'm saying it in the way that I'm saying it, just to clarify to chat so they don't lose their damn minds, is that there has been this huge push from people like Karen – Moser or whatever, and, and tons of people that I see on Twitter that are like, EG won because of NA talent. No, EG won because they found the right NA talent with the right imports to create a winning formula. That is, that is my point. And there's nothing wrong with that. Will JoJo and Danny be the best we've ever seen? It's very possible. It's literally still, they're still extremely young and there's nothing wrong with being the fourth and fifth best player on your team when you have quality, like you do on EG on the top side of the map. And like I said, historically Vulcan has made everybody he's played with look considerably better than they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just stating that these players, EG didn't win because of NA talent. They won because they found the right NA talent with the right imports to create a winning formula. That's it.
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think that is a fair statement. And I think it is also something where, look, when I look at the way Steve has built his roster, how 100 Thieves has built their roster, um, I'm not trying to say that teams shouldn't try to build their rosters that way, but I, I don't, I think it is good for the league that we have clear evidence that instead of trying to build your rosters in that way, you can say, hey, let's go grab a really great jungler. Let's go grab like a, a long-standing consistent top laner and pair him with two relatively rookie players from North America. And you can build this team that like, fan- I think if this team does well over time and they can keep this roster kind of consistent, they can easily usurp 100T in terms of fandom and brand building, in part because people like to see stories of Native North American talent doing well. And I think this is good for the League. And I do think trying to write it off or, like, it it, it somewhat undermines, in my opinion, the strength of the League and, like, the excitement around the League to try to just, like, right off jojo and danny's accomplishment this weekend which i'm not saying is what you're trying to do fez but i do think some people are doing that because they don't want to be it's like oh good na talent it's like the light uh hitting a a vampire you know they're just like no this is i i have to talk about how na sucks and it's just it's very it's very funny uh anyway thank you fez for the call anything that you want to say um or anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break
2: uh, i really want to thank mark for cutting in his vacation time to do this you know that's a big shout out for him but uh no promoting fake gods please find the right talent that's my other shout out
0: <laughs> i would say set up set up the right talent for success because uh i don't know i can't i need to think back to all of fake god's rosters but like so often what you have is you have like the other side of this is like those teams there, there are players that have been set up for success and there's a lot of any talent where you Stick them on, like, a team that's going to be bottom half of the league no matter what. And then they, whenever they fail to perform and get depressed and look bad and all that stuff, people are like, well, what a letdown. Uh, thank it. you, though, Fez. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Take care. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. Uh, thank you to Alienware for sponsoring Everything that we do here at TGI. It's been fantastic. Uh, Mark is on an Alienware notebook right now That's how he's able to do the show remotely Uh, It's fantastic to be able to have Alienware resources so that we can make things happen this past weekend We were shooting 4k video. We were able to get interviews up and content up on the channel because of the resources that Alienware gives us. And so I know that I talk about Alienware a lot and I beat the Alienware drum and you guys have heard about this for years, but I just really, really, really do want to remind you folks that uh, they are the backbone of what we do here. And if you like the content, if you like Hotline League, if you like having me able to go out to these live events and make stuff happen, um, you have Alienware to thank for that So thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring us Alienware.com Travis We're working on getting that page updated with some fancy new stuff So stay tuned for that um, And I think pretty soon we will have A neat way for you guys To directly support uh, The show and what I do By purchasing Alienware products in a way that we haven't Really done before so stay tuned For that Mark you want to go grab the next caller
1: I guess
0: Okay TJ Mackey, thank you for the sub. Bandicoot B, thank you as well. Retro Paint, Matt7389. Cubby, uh, Minidus, Don Nardo. Okay, Timo. By the way, folks, uh, this past weekend, uh, Papa Smithy tried to bully me into giving Cubby money so that he could create documentaries on NA Talent for the YouTube channel. And I have to talk to Cubby about it. I don't know how much money it's going to cost, but... Uh, we will see if anything goes from there but if you you, I I will say that is a good reason to even if Hunter T is not running a bunch of NA rookies be excited about uh, Papa Smithy because he's trying to force me to give people money to talk about them anyway Snail Chip is here Snail Chip where are you calling from
4: hello I'm calling from Cedar City Utah
0: Cedar is it Cedar Speed?
4: Uh, Sorry Cedar City
0: Cedar City okay Utah what do you want to talk about on the show
4: um I'm a little surprised that my take got pulled. I'm not sure how much there is to actually, like, build off of this. But what? I... You're underwriting
0: your own take by immediately upon well, joining the I, show? I'm
4: sorry. I, I think, like, it's interesting to talk about. Um, I just don't really know how much there is for you guys to, like, weigh in on it. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to talk about uh, that, like, right now in the LCS is kind of the first time in a long time, it feels like, where there's like actual like storyline potential and actual like brand identity happening or like forming I suppose in the league. Um, Where I feel like this year especially, I think it was in the first half of the split, uh, they did the usual like TSM versus C9 rivalry. Um, which I totally understand why we always get that, like, narrative, but I think this year it kind of sucked because, like, Bjergsen just left, and so there's no players on either roster anymore who were around for the rivalry, and so a lot of the time it just kind of feels like beating the dead horse. But then the other side of that is what storyline do you actually build off of, because it's not like any of the teams have really built brands for themselves besides, like, the top three TL, uh, C9, TSM. Um, but I feel like it's kind of, if you go and look at all of the teams now, I feel like six of the teams are pretty good at building an identity for themselves in the league, whereas the four that I don't feel like are TSM, CLG, uh, Immortals, and Dignitas, um, and so I just think like for the next summer split i would hope that like the lcs will build more around like eg assuming eg and like flyquest are both uh pr- like pretty good next split i think there is a storyline there between like good versus evil or like uh you know c9 100t and tl have a storyline now of 30 sure. uh by eg and so there's like actual like there's a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff to talk to about and be excited
0: about. Maybe in a way that yeah. there hasn't been before. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, I. I'm tentatively agreeing with you. Um, because I want to see. I think there's more work to be done to really like let this stuff occur. I would say it's more as though this past weekend, especially, has planted the seeds for that conversation. But I am a little worried that like EG goes to MSI, they lose a ton, they come back, they're sucking in summer split. You've got C9 and TL sitting up at the top with a struggling TSM and Hunter T's hanging out. And like, I I worry a little, I'm not saying that in that situation, there's no storylines to build off of. There's still stuff to talk about, obviously, but. You kind of end up in this dead zone where things are kind of rough versus the idea of like, let's say E.G. goes to MSI does moderately well, you know, better than people expect. And then them and TL, for instance, are neck and neck all split long and you've got the JoJo versus Bjergsen thing that you can build up off of and like maybe Hunter T starts to pop back up again. Like there are there are some potential cool things that will come out of this past weekend. Um, but I think it just sort of depends on how the future goes, because right. like the very disappointing I mean, thing would be, like the worst thing to happen now would be, e.g., go shits about at MSI and doesn't make worlds. That would be a really big bummer, I think, because the the potential of that brand and those players, I think, really gets diminished in that in that world.
1: Mm-hmm. I am surprised you're such a negative person. When I pulled this topic, I thought for sure this is Travis's topic about new storylines eg versus hundred thieves in the finals new franchise teams franchising was a huge dub look at these idiots running the league now and and the withering cloud nines and clgs and tsm's who needs these ancient orgs and their backwards roster built. i don't know i thought i thought you would be all. i just like no
0: no no i look i think that's fair it's just tough because this is a single data point, right? Like it's it's. It would be very exciting to make that statement, but like, if this does not continue, if it ends up being like an outlier, then oh boy, that's going to be really disappointing. And Travis
1: and, again saying you can't trust NA talent to make
0: worlds. No after spring. Here he no, goes again. No, I'm just saying. I don't think anyone should guarantee that EG is going to. Worlds. Like I feel like all these teams are about to go make roster changes. TSM will try to become more competitive. Uh maybe Hunter T won't make roster changes. I don't know what they're gonna do. That'll be interesting, actually. I haven't even really thought about that. Um TL could, you know, summits apparently up for grabs. Maybe he ends up over there instead of Whippo. I've not heard anything. I'm just saying. Like there's there's the, this league loves to play fucking musical chairs with its players. And one, that disrupts the storyline building, and two it could end up in a world where these other other teams start to look better and and so i kind of want i'm cautiously optimistic i'm not a negative nancy i'm cautiously optimistic um i just don't think that like we're you know we're completely sure that we're out of the woods yet as i guess the all right so it. here
1: here's here's My, where I'll, I'll agree about the concern is the FlyQuest roster from 2020 though i don't think it'll happen for eg but they make back-to-back finals go to worlds go three and three in a pretty tough group to game off tes for example and people are feeling okay about them and then they just blow up and then the roster is still kind of recover the, the excuse me the organization is still kind of recovering and trying to find a new uh identity i guess still within terms of, like players they want to build around um you know they still are, are the good roster like the, the team of good like snail chip is saying but like uh Players. I if like if you bought in for one of those players, they're all gone now, you know, it's only been two years.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it's again, I am more optimistic than most. And this weekend is a huge victory, but everyone was really excited about LS being part of the league until all of a sudden he wasn't like there are, let's put it this way. The league has not been stable and it does not feel as though people usually make decisions that lead to stability in terms of narratives, in terms of fandom, et cetera. I am hopeful that we are seeing signs of this stuff shifting. However, if Summit just won MVP and is not gonna be in the league in summer, that is a contrary data point to what we just saw in terms of storylines forming. like. I've talked a lot about roster stability and needing to keep players around and needing to build storylines. What the fuck does it mean whenever you get an MVP player who then potentially is not playing in the league in summer? Like, hello, we've had this player show up for three months. They won MVP and then they're gone. And I know people will talk about whether or not they should have won MVP or whatever. I don't care. Like, it's just, that's not, that's not good for the health of the league. And so... I hope that this is a I'm hopeful and optimistic and and cautiously optimistic that you are right snail chip and that we're headed in a good direction. Um, But I still think there are warning signs and a lot of the philosophy of the league is still bent around making rapid changes to try to get yourself to worlds and make as many changes as you think that you can perform as well as worlds because people still think that the only key to success is going to be doing incredibly well at a world's competition and the rest of the league will burn down along the way i guess as everybody tries to do that so All right. i'm still like, worried I,
4: just to like build off of uh like what you were saying just a second ago about uh na like playing musical chairs with their rosters i like i think i'm uh i presented the take in a way to like Kind of using storylines and brand identity almost like interchangeably um i think like one of the bigger problems that the lcs like or uh teams in the lcs run into is that a lot of teams like don't really have brand identity but they do have the storylines um and like i think a good example of this is c9 where i'm a huge c9 fan so like full disclosure uh but i was a c9 fan because of sneaky and then sneaky gets gets kicked off and the only reason why I stayed a fan for a while was because of perks. Because um, I, I feel like C9's identity has always been like, they're the meme team or like they're the team that's gonna, in the off season make the biggest changes and, you know, and then show everyone up. Uh, but when C9 doesn't do well or they don't shake things up, what do we actually know C9 really for other than like you know, best international team, or like Team Liquid. I feel like Team Liquid and C9, their identity in the league is like, they're the championship orgs, where no matter what, they're always gonna do well. But like TSM was a championship org, then they finished ninth in the split and they don't have Bjergsen. So what do TSM fans actually root for TSM now? Or root for now? Um, Or like, how do
1: they get new fans, you know? I will say, this is the, the esports problem about not having geolocation, but for at least C9 and TL, you have Steve and Jack. And Jack has a social media team. They're a pretty memey org. Um, they are willing to make risky roster moves. They have promoted NA Talent for a while. They were the NA Talent machine of any of the orgs, you could say, of the top orgs, um, whereas Steve is like the Yankees. And he's always going to go out and buy the biggest and best brand-name player you can find. And he can just be that, you know? Um, and so if you like if you like supporting a favorite, you know, Steve is always going to have flashy moves for you and stuff. And he's he's a, a pretty charismatic person to follow. And I feel like for a lot of these orgs, that is one of the things that can tie rosters together across splits. Um, mm-hmm. 100 Thieves, I think, have their brand pretty strong with, like, their streetwear and influencer lineups, you know? Um, yeah, And I think that's where TSM has failed with Reggie stepping back and them losing Bjerg. It's just there's like no consistency now to this new group, Um, and and so I think while you can't guarantee that the players will always have be there, like you can try and do these other things to help build a brand. Um, But I think I still agree with Travis that ultimately it is still players that drive the stories for for most things. And so like JoJo versus Bjerg as a budding rivalry. Potentially is a really cool one, and the longer that they'll stay on these teams, the better, because then it just makes it easier to tell that story if their histories are mostly tied. Like, yeah, Bjerg had his whole time on TSM, but we're talking about TL Bjerg versus EG JoJo kind of thing,
0: mm-hmm. right?
4: Yeah, I, I, am sorry, I know this has gone on really long, so I just to like last thing I'm gonna say, uh, I agree with that also. I think like my. Only counter to that would be like a team like FlyQuest. They're probably they're my backup team, like you were saying before. Uh, I love FlyQuest, but I, no offense to the players, I'm not a big fan of any of the players on the team. I just really like their brand. I like that they care about the environment. Um, and so when FlyQuest does well, like I feel really good about it, and it makes me want to support them. Uh, and so it's like they can lose any of the five players, I'm still gonna support FlyQuest because I like FlyQuest. But I can't say that about C9 a lot of the time or I can't say that about TSM.
0: Well, I think one of the interesting things about FlyQuest is people, are, I think there's a lot of people who appreciate FlyQuest. I don't think there are a lot of people who are fans of FlyQuest. Like it That's would be fair. very interesting to see, like you could, you could do build a survey where it's like, which of these teams do you have a favorable impression of? And I bet you FlyQuest would rank pretty high. Um, but then, if you were like, which of these teams would you buy a jersey from? I bet you FlyQuest, even though they have very pretty jerseys, people—not very many people would buy the jersey. And so, I think that's one of the unfortunate things that FlyQuest has kind of put themselves in. And that's where I do think you need like roster consistency, some charismatic players, et cetera, et cetera. Is people can be like, hey, I appreciate this brand. It is like, cool. I am happy they they're in the league, but it's going to be really hard if you don't have players that people care about for people to actually like invest into the brand and into the team. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think golden guardians in a similar place as FlyQuest, by the way, whereas I think, I think people are probably more positive sentiment on golden guardians because they've done stuff like grow a talent and they've got a clean brand and all that stuff. But then at the end of the day, there's not too many people who are like, Actively rooting or purchasing golden guardians march or that type of stuff. So we're, we're kind of in that place Yeah, oh, that's what Mar- I have
4: for golden guardians, but go yeah. on. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay let's good mark is yawning. So we got to hurry this up Snail chip anything you want to shout out uh, Before we go on to the next caller.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, I just want to say last real quick thing uh, EG I hope they figure out what being an evil genius actually means I love EG I'm really happy they won Um, But I don't know if they're supposed to be like the talk shit on all the other NA teams or if they're like, like, you know what I mean? Like they're like the evil team, but I don't really know what that means. I kind of hope that they like figure out their identity next split a bit better. Um, Shout out to my friends, Jaker and Erwin, who listen to the show on Spotify, um, as they'll probably message me later. Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for calling in also one. i i do agree uh snail chip uh, snail chip is leaving that um it's mark what do you what do you think of eg because i feel like they've had a couple tentpole moments where they are like we're evil and then i just feel like after that they stop like it, it's it's a weird situation where i don't i feel like in some ways they're best set up to like build um a compelling brand but i don't actually see them ever really capitalize on that in the most meaningful way
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I I know what you're saying. Like, uh, the Juzuke flamethrower thing was cool. They came in like, we're going to talk shit, you know, and like, they kind of do that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's as good as any other of the, of the brands, right? Like Team Liquid, like, what are they? They're, they're a horse and they are water. like it doesn't, you know, like there's a story behind it, but it's kind of random. Well, that's
0: my point is that I think EG, evil, theoretically, Evil Geniuses is more defined than Team Liquid, Horse Water, blah, blah, blah. And so I think it's been a little disappointing that I have not seen as much out of Evil Geniuses in terms of leveraging what should be a, a easier objective in, like, telling a brand story.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, the Touch Grass was a good thing. Someone called that out. It was a funny booth. Um yeah, I think that they could always be doing like little evil things, but I also think there's a the concern about overplaying your hand, and it's just always like kind of eye rolling or cringe or something.
0: Yeah, they I mean, should, I'm surprised, just, for instance, that they weren't giving out like evil mustaches at the booth or something like that. Like, they're like touch grass is a funny meme, but it's also not necessarily how's that evil geniuses. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be funny. You, ever, you get a monocle or a...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was
1: at the start of every split, they should go out and uh, record themselves doing some minor crimes and then publish it. Like, uh, turning left on a right-only uh, turn, you know?
0: Like, you're like saying little, going going the things. wrong way on a one-way street? And no, 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 you know sometimes there's some
1: intersections and you're only supposed to turn right. Like, coming out of McDonald's, like, there's, like, a right- Oh, only yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn left and then, like, one person's on the street and they turn to the camera and they go, live evil bitches or something and then the, that's the whole it's they did that with oddly a it. little
0: bit right where they had me <laughs> kick kobe's cat or whatever
1: yeah, yeah yeah something like that like jaywalking would be a great one yeah yeah uh you know
0: yeah um anyway i guess we can grab the next caller
1: <laughs> yeah let's get out of here
0: uh tarav 49 thank you for the prime i think i already got you uh mafia banan 77 Uh, pocho McPoch, ikemo thank you for the subs everyone friendly reminder actually there's a rumor that twitch is going to cut ad revenue for partners i don't know if you guys saw the bloomberg article so please before they cut the revenue send your prime sub to me um chosen says travis negative towards na must be a day that ends in y that's such a funny take because i feel like out of most personalities i am the one that's uh most.
1: You're hella negative, and you're about to out yourself again with this next caller,
3: oh too. Oh,
0: boy. Tim, Timmy Chonga is here. Timmy Chonga, where are you calling from?
3: I'm calling from Jackson, Tennessee.
0: Jackson, Tennessee. What do you want to talk about on the show?
3: So, my hot take is that EG did not prove that NA talent is the future of the LCS. I think it's unfair to attribute the power of. Uh, pairing the world champion and the LEC MVP with three NA players and then turning around and saying it was all NA players. And to put a positive spin on this take, I want to. I, I think that the future of any talent is really going to be solid brand building like the last caller talked about, uh, specifically by hiring really solid talent and staff such as LS or by keeping players around for a while like Danny or like the 100 Thieves lineup has done. I think Riot also needs to more heavily collaborate with talent which is Tyler one I was really happy to see him um, you know his, his activities this past weekend leading the show um, I think Dom is a really good uh, personality to collaborate with I think double lift and that that trycast is really good uh, bunch of personalities to get uh, to, to collaborate with and as the casual fan base grows from collaborating with um, all of these uh talent within the scene and then talent outside of the scene but as a casual player base i think you're going to see more eligible pros become available in the scene and i think that's really the future of the lcs
0: so sorry we i feel like we're a little all over the place here so the right, take well, is let me, let me
1: push this in a direction for where i was hoping this take would go um with the whole they didn't prove any talent yada yada uh, the question i have for you travis is do you think that this is in some sense maybe dangerous even for NA talent that they succeeded and then some orgs that maybe didn't do as much scouting and development, whatever you want to call, it, for, for Danny and JoJo because there's that tweet that Dom linked about how uh, Peter Dunn was talking about JoJo JoJoPume back in like 2020, where, whenever that was, or maybe, uh, something. Maybe it was the start of 2021, um, you know, but like they obviously had him on their radar for a long time. But like, don't you? Do you think there's any concern that teams just start snatching up random NA talent and slamming them into rosters and be like, "Great, now be the next JoJo Danny" without any of the same support or development?
0: I don't understand why you're saying that these teams would start doing that. Isn't that literally what the spot of half of this league does?
1: It would be uh, done even with more frequency. Maybe, maybe it already happens.
0: I mean, I do I think I mean I honestly feel like that's what people have talked about for a long time, is that like the the bottom teams have not always done the best job of building out the infrastructure that they need to create a good talent pipeline and that uh E. G doing this is showing the value of them building out that talent pipeline over time. And so I'm not really worried about that because you already have a ton of teams that do that. And some of them do it better than others, but um, I just don't, like, I I don't think that I'm worried about it because I already feel like that's what's happening. If anything, I'm hopeful that teams start to say, like, let's do what EG did and build out a better talent pipeline. Like, I don't think Team Liquid, for instance, has invested into, they've got, I mean, I'm not saying that they've got, like, Scrub sitting on the Academy team or anything like that, but, like, I don't. It, they at least they have not tried to tell the story the same way that EG has if they are doing similar stuff to EG. Well, they don't have like an amateur so, team so, for instance and stuff, so
1: Kelsey I think makes a good point about how no one really is doing that of the teams that kind of jam NA talent in there. They she's you know saying they run out of money or just never had any and they they kind of jam players in on there and just put on the rookie like we we believe in NA talent even though they they don't really don't really invest in their systems to, to be doing that. I mean, I think, I think, I think a good example is, is like high with golden guardians where they like put high with four rookie or younger players or whatever it was. And they're like, look, we believe in NA talent. High now teach them everything they need to know. And I was like,
0: I mean, what yeah, am that's I
1: doing here kind of thing.
0: Okay. I have, I have uh, gotten my hands and I have to go find a second, a second source, but I have gotten my hands on the, uh, salaries for spring and there are like the spread is really weird this year um eg is in i would argue like the top upper half of salaries um and so i i think what's interesting is Let's see. Okay, let me let me let me do the. Okay, I think they are the fourth highest salary in the league right now, um, for their LCS team, if I'm reading this correctly. Uh, yeah, about that. Thir- uh, thir- depends on how you look at it. It's either third, or, uh, third or fourth, but I think um, I think that what I'm I'm hopeful is that there are more teams that are sitting around this level, and and in terms of cost, and then can kind of come in. At around that same level, meaning instead of like the team liquids that are going out there and just spending a shit ton, what you start to have are teams that are like, okay, we're going to spend some on like an inspired, um, and you know, let's go try to get grab somebody's MVP and bring them over here, and then we'll also have this talent pipeline where we can like bring people up, um, and do do interesting stuff with them, and so what you you start to create is like a more mid level team. And you start to kind of stabilize, hopefully, the spending that you're doing. Because, like, it would be neat, for instance, I think, I kind of feel like what has happened is that part of the reason you have seen teams like Immortals, Dig, Golden Guardians, etc. skew so cheap is that there's this sense of, like, you're either spending really big to win or you're just not. And, you like, there's no point in spending somewhere in the mid. But I think that what would be really cool is if you start to see this world where, like, teams start to realize, like, hey, we can create this balanced roster of like good rookie talent attached to like good uh, import talent. And you can kind of have the original vision of what the import will, you know, I think was designed to do back in the day, which was, hey, these are three North American players and two really great import players. And these guys are gonna go win the the season and go to worlds and hopefully perform well. So I think that is more my hope for what the lessons will be here. I don't necessarily worry that people are gonna be like, okay, we've assembled five randos from <laughs> Academy and Amateur, and go forth and win, you know? I, I don't, Do you Do you worry the opposite, Mark?
1: Um, no, I just want, I, I somewhat worry that people, like, part of me wants to acknowledge the fact that JoJo and Danny are strangely good, you know, even for their own like, na talent, like, you know what I mean? Like, Spica and and blabber were maybe the last two good ones and like you're gonna get a couple big hits every year it feels like you know that, that just kind of tends to be the case vulcan came out a little bit before them i guess or started started um, really doing well a little bit before them um you know like th- there is na talent it does bubble up and, and hopefully it can be accelerated or find more or whatever but i, I also Want to acknowledge that like is a bit of a freak, you know, and uh, he's been on like both them were on the fast track, so to speak. Um, and there, there is an element of that, but I, I think winning the title is what made me just want like younger people to aspire to it, which is kind of the angle I took.
0: I mean, um, we, yes, no, I agree with that. I mean, I think you and I have both talked about it before the idea that like if finals are TL 100T. It's like, and you're a kid in Idaho that is watching this online. Do you really feel like you can go lift a LCS trophy? Um, but kind of the, the counterpoint to the Jojo Danny stuff is Vulcan. You know what I mean? Like everybody's hard tunneling and then trying to be like, well, there's not going to be, you can't just take, you know, Jojo is not an example of this. You cannot just bring in people and expect them to succeed in their first split. But I actually feel like, you can look at Vulcan if you want, like a more moderate um, example of North American talent succeeding. Like, guy's been quietly really good for quite some time, and has done a whole lot and doesn't get as much attention because he's a support player and all that stuff. But, like, he's really good North American talent that was also able to lift a trophy and like people have invested in him over time and he's done well. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I-, I think that that is what I want is like to have teams that also have money be promoting the players that they believe in. Like, if you were a team that like, for 100 Thieves, if they have Tenacity and Kenvi and Busio or whoever else they think is like, actually give those players some shine as opposed to, I feel like what sometimes happens is like those players then get pushed off into another team that's just not as well positioned and then they get screwed over. Um, But I also want to acknowledge that like giving giving them a, a, a chance is important, but also not don't just start grabbing random academy players and slapping them into lineups or something. But I don't yeah. I don't think that's what's going to happen anyways. Any more I, than it already did to your part.
0: yeah exactly. That's I don't like Team Liquid is not going to do that. 100T is not going to do that. You know like if you could worry, I guess that like maybe Immortals would or something. But like I again like is that going to be that surprising? I mean, I feel like people have felt that teams like FlyQuest and Immortals and those folks have done stuff like that before in the past. And just I I. I don't think there will be a meaningful change. I am not worried. I am not like expecting Cloud Nine to be like JK. We've found five randos that we think are all the next JoJo, and we're going to run them. You know, um, Timmy. I know you wanted us to, to bring this more into like let's have Tyler One host more stuff and that type of stuff, but I, I think that that's kind of pushing this topic a little too broad. Um, so I think we will have to go into the next color. But is there anything you want to shout out before we? take a quick break
3: that's fine i really appreciate um you putting on the show um i want to shout out Riot games i actually applied for a project management position with so hopefully that goes through if they're listening uh, i wanted to shout out alienware of course of course for hosting the show and uh, or and uh, or sponsoring this show i apologize good. and um of course you guys for putting on the show every week i listen to almost all of your content that you put out each week and i really enjoy it so thank you very much
0: yeah thank you so much have a good one all right, we're gonna take a quick break to talk about Grubhub, guys. We did live hotline league with Grubhub this past week. It was awesome, uh, highest production one that we've had. They had like a whole jib camp. You go, go take a look at it. It's really cool what they were able to pull off with us, and uh, I, I really loved that they were able to come in. They, you know, they've, we've worked with them a little bit in the past, but this is the first year where they're really in as a full year-long partner, and it has been fantastic. To have them on, so I hope you guys are giving them the love that they deserve, um, and they sponsor so much of what I do. You know, it's like Hotline League, but they're also sponsoring LCS interviews and all sorts of stuff. So, um, I know you guys love codes, so I will shout out the code that has been active for a bit. Maybe you haven't had a chance to use it. Use code Frenzy Frenzy from April 18th to May 2nd, all the way through May 2nd. So you still got time to get free delivery and a digital hextech chest and key on any orders and get free boneless wings from Buffalo Wild Wings with an order of $25 plus. So, please go check out Grubhub, we love them. There's a link in the YouTube description. Clicking that link is kinda nice because it just lets people know um, that we're being, you know, providing value to them and actually people are, are using them. But yes, Frenzy, Natural Ninja spamming in the chat right now. Uh, thanks everyone. Uh, yep, Grubhub is in the chat as well. Exclamation mark Grubhub if you want that link. Also, we got a scam train going. There's three minutes left. Are we going to complete it? Mark is off to grab the next caller. Off he goes. Off he go- Before I go, off random, he goes.
1: Thing, before, before, random funny thing uh, that the caller said about bringing casual audience or something. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I was learning about demographics from the LCS viewers uh, generally, and uh, I, I heard that it was something like 90 plus percent, I forget the exact number, are... Uh, league players, um, which was a very interesting stat to me, uh, given that how much uh, people talk about, like, "Oh, I'm a lapsed player from our audiences and stuff." Oh, they're active league from, players. Like, you're
0: saying, like, they actually play League of Legends.
1: Yeah, yeah like they've played within the last month. Maybe gotcha. they're not like hard grinding ranked or, or whatever, but you know, like they're still relatively active. And it yeah. makes you you look at some of the those other things and be like, that makes sense. Uh but that's substantially higher than other leagues. I don't know, I think, or uh, other, um, like, traditional sports and stuff like that.
0: Sure, sure.
1: So, anyways, they, it, was, it was what the caller was saying right at the end there. I was going to bring it up, but it's total tangent.
0: Off mark goes to grab the next call. Whatever, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a minute and 45 seconds left on the scam train. Anybody with a Prime sub that can keep this thing alive? Stu Pickles, thank you for the Prime street nerds thank you for the prime sky sir antoine uh we've got george zulu who's been sub for two years thank you for the sub really appreciate it you can actually hover your your cursor over the screen if you want to see the little crown pop up and that'll tell you if you have a sub a prime sub. mr cheese thank you for the 45 months i should get the anonymous gifter to gift more there's not if there was a button i could press to make that happen i would
1: i'm back
0: welcome back mark It's a little little well you you intense. told
1: me to go I, I figured it was
5: urgent is uh, there is here is else. there where
0: are you calling from is that how you say your name
5: uh, yeah is there? i'm i'm calling from london england
0: london you probably appreciate that we're doing a show at a more reasonable
5: time for you yeah for sure I, I usually listen um on spotify but it's the first time i've been able to actually call in
0: nice Well glad to have you on uh what would you like to talk about
5: um so my take was that uh Jojo going to MSI in his first split and winning will actually be a buff for him, uh, because he's been playing like kinda overconfidently and without fear and in a lot of the games we've seen. Um unlike the fear that we see some people play with internationally before, um and I think this will help him take risks that other players won't have taken usually um due to fear of underperforming. So this is gonna mean he's gonna be super underestimated by other teams. And honestly, I think he's just going to turn up and dunk on caps.
0: Well, first off, thank you to the anonymous gifter who did press... did did come in and and sub uh, 25 times. Okay, thank you, though. Uh, So, JoJo's going to dunk on caps. JoJo, because he's a younger player, etc. I I was having a conversation with somebody uh, at the event who was... Saying, "Hey, maybe it's good that we're sending evil geniuses because they don't know they're supposed to lose <laughs> um, at international events," and Wait, I really
1: did. I, li- to... I like that. I still have to talk to Izier. Are, are you a, a fanatic fan? Like, why? Uh, no. Why do you? I've,
5: I've honestly, even though I'm in EU, um, I've watched NA the whole time. I keep up on EU, but um, I was old school TSM fan, and now I've just stuck with watching NA. So,
0: well, this is why we okay. have Brexit. Yeah. Okay. Hey, well, any other questions, Mark? <laughs> uh,
1: so I was gonna say it was it was funny because even in the um, I forget which interview it was it, I might have been on stage or afterwards I was reading and I think it was Vulcan or someone was like the young guys need to prepare their mental because what happens at these international tournaments is you go and you scrim Korea and you get zero sixth you know, like five times in a row, and you need to find a way to like mentally reset so that you're actually gaining information from this and you're not just booming in scrims over and over and over. And so, like on one hand, I agree with the caller about the uh, like JoJo and them are gonna play confident on stage no matter what, but like I just hope they don't get corrupted by scrims because it is a very real thing for NA teams when they go, they just lose all their confidence even before they take the stage.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm very curious if we'll see tweets from them that are along along those lines of like Scribs are going great, great, can't wait for, uh, rubble stage or whatever, um, or group stage, whatever it's. It's always confusing now. Um, but I, I don't know. I what I do like about this roster is that it's very different. Mark, I'm trying to remember, is there any time where you feel like there's, we've sent a North American team like this, especially to MSI? Like I know sometimes there's always kind of like a, wow, this like third team kind of scraped in, like a fly quest or something into worlds. But this is, I feel like the first time where we've really had such a crazy difference in who we're sending as our our team
1: we've almost never sent young players. Um, or there's like one in a team full of veterans. Right. I mean, I've often complained about how, like, isn't it kind of sad that like NA has not sent a Griffin type before, or at least in like the last half decade or more. And like Griffin was like legit, like five rookies basically, or, um, dumb on when they, when they emerged, um, but, like, this is, this is the closest that we'll get. Um, clutch is what Empire is saying is maybe the closest, but to Travis's point, they, like, snuck in as the third seed. Um, so it wasn't like, oh, we, uh, uh, like, the best players in that region might actually be young players, you know? Like, And I will say, the times that we did have a young player going with a team full of veterans, like 2021 20, TSM, Spica was the only one who didn't really play scared. And, and like, you could see, like, I, you and I talked about that a lot, was, like, the the plays where TSM was aggressive, it would be, like, Speaker was the only one, so. Right. Uh, yeah, I do think this is
5: abnormal for NA. And yeah. I think also it's abnormal specifically because of how JoJo plays, right? He's been really aggressive and fearless in loads of his plays, loads of his tweets, I think even more so than some of the other young players we've sent so it's not just like a rookie it's this aggressive outgoing guy that i think can really just play with no holds barred
0: yeah and i mean i think it's not just that it's also just the way the team plays like they're very proactive um i mean like there's been a lot of conversation in the past on like what it was the team liquid thing right where everybody was basically like team liquid just plays really boring and safe and then they just wait for the other team to make a mistake, but then you send them internationally and like, there's just a lot less mistakes for them to capitalize on where, um, I, I really like that EG played this weekend, very all gas, no breaks, you know, like they'd, they just keep going and going. And I am, maybe that will all fall apart at MSI, but I also think what's kind of nice is like, I hope, and I expect that people are not over expecting from EG. Right? Like, it's one thing whenever you send Team Liquid and you're like, we've got Core JJ and Bjergsen and we've got all these amazing players, Bwippo, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then they don't do well. It's like, oh, God, this is very frustrating. Um, but with EG, it's like, I hope everybody just kind of has the idea that they're there to really learn a lot and hopefully have some good plays, and nobody should really be expecting them to maybe make it to finals or something. Uh, I mean, I would just like to see them do better than G2. Like I'm really happy that they are in that same group because I think it's really neat that we'll get to just have those guys fight it out a ton. And that is a better, in my mind, that's the better thing to to really test uh, EG on is like, how can you do against G2? Like, I think that that is the the story I am most excited about for MSI at this point in time. And we know
5: impacts better than uh, broken blade, right?
0: I, I mean, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, Mark, any any other thoughts on EG going to MSI? Um,
1: no, I mean, I'm I'm pretty, I'm kind of confident. I I feel like I'm confident in a they won't embarrass us way. Not in like a here we go, this is our time, we're gonna win MSI. Like I don't, I don't know what a North American team could look like to make me feel like that, though. Um, And I was pretty hot on EG in in playoffs and even towards the end of the split a little bit. Like, I think I had a fair amount of their players on the all-pro ballot. I think I had JoJo, Vulcan, and and Danny and stuff. So, like, I'm I'm relatively confident that they'll do well, Um, just, like, as long as people understand that, like, well for me means... Getting out of rumble and then groups and then like losing a best-of-five, you know I mean, what is definitely
0: true is that some point during MSI They will beat G2 at the end of the day and then the next day They will lose to LCO at the start of it Uh, because that is just the most North American thing There's no way that won't happen.
1: I feel like the, the the ways that they embarrass us are yes Losing to a minor region when it's really important or losing when it matters and winning when it doesn't because now the weights are off. You know, like, those are the kind of embarrassing things that I feel like wouldn't happen to EG. I feel like, you know, they don't feel like the kind of team that's going to get spooked on stage because... Heading into playoffs, I was even saying this. Like, do JoJo and Danny feel like the kind of guys who get to – like, because everyone's like, oh, playing in front of the crowd for the first time in a long time. Uh, they were going on, on that. And I was like, do they seem like the kind of players who are going to get scared of a crowd? And I never thought JoJo or Danny ever seemed like that. Like, Danny was making huge plays in his first playoff series. Like, he doesn't seem shaken by pressure. JoJo's confident as hell. Like, I, I think it will be true there as well at, at MSI that, like, the the moment won't get to them.
0: Yeah. By the way, is it... I Just random question, Mark, but are there many other instances of players like Danny who are not great in lane but then amazing out of lane? I feel like it's normally the opposite, right? Where you have a player that's great in lane and then they get into team fights and they start flopping.
1: Sneaky in lane lull.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: that's, that's the that's, obvious one. <laughs> that's the obvious one from NA. Uh, I feel like deft, Like at, at points in time, you, you could argue... Depending on support, a little bit, Teddy. Yeah, like there, there are Berserker as well. Like there are players who are more um, team fight dominant than lane dominant. I think, based off what was happening in playoffs, that was not just oh, I'm not lane dominant. It was also like I'm kind of getting <laughs> shit on a little bit in lane uh, by like uh, some people. So like it is, it is a concern. But but it is it pretty common. Reckless was that way as well. Not particularly lane dominant a lot of the time. Um, it, it is. I mean, I feel the like there's a lot of players that play.
0: just would not be dominant in lane, but they wouldn't necessarily, like, lose lane, you know. And that, I think that's what's been fascinating to me. D- Danny you
1: know, yeah, is is interesting in the sense that he feels like the most extreme version of right. this, like, prototype player that, that you've seen in a long time, yeah. you know, where it's not just, oh, I'm not great in lane and I become a monster in teamfights. It's like, I'm a little, su- I'm pretty sus in lane, but then I'm going to absolutely 1v9 the game if yeah. you give me any fucking gold.
0: It's like go to zero, four and then finish ten and four, or something like that. Um,
1: <laughs> dude, it was so funny. We were showing his playoff series like stats, you know, and he had like you know like three deaths a series, but all the deaths would be like in the first seven minutes of the game, every single one, and they just wouldn't die like in the t l series, I think his total KDA was like ten, but each of the games started with a death it was <laughs> or something like that. It was so funny,
0: you know, there's somebody who's with him in lane. Who uh, you know? Maybe maybe we're putting all this up pressure on Daddy. Maybe what we should be looking is the person who's sitting with him next to the whole the whole time in lane. And uh, once you can get away from that guy and get into these team fights, he starts popping up.
1: True, true. Once once the ankle braces that are Vulcan,
0: <laughs> are shed is there. Thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller?
5: Yeah, just uh, shout out to you guys. Hopefully, you do it at this time more often. <laughs> And uh, shout out to Grubhub. Actually, they need to start making your codes work on Just Eat, which is what it's called over here, um, so that we can use it too.
0: Nice. Well, I, from what I know from large corporate environments, it's very easy to have promo codes transcend all sorts of different regions. So hopefully we'll have that suit. Either way, thank you so much, Izder. Uh We'll catch you next time. Thanks.
1: I, I thought of the perfect metaphor for Danny, and it's a bit of a boomer metaphor, but I think people still get it saiyans in dragon ball z get substantially stronger when they have a near-death experience like if they get really fucked up in a fight and then they like recover the next time they're gonna be way stronger that's danny like him dying in lane is like the near-death experience like oh shit is the game boomed and then they fucking get him out of lane face he starts farming krugs and then like the next time he shows up he's just actually fucking crazy
0: there's also you can uh, less maybe a less perfect version of that is Tao for a Genshin Genshin reference. No, it's totally
1: different. You clearly don't understand Dragon Ball Z.
0: I mean, I don't. Why do not you get the next caller, Travis?
1: If you can't be a boomer and get the references, but you're also too old to get the young kid.
0: Okay, I move Mark into the other room. Okay, so anonymous gifter, thank you for the 25 subs. A cordial berry, thank you for the prime. We got uh, Sil- Silmar, like, thank you as well. But Anonymous Gifter, assuming you're the same person, thank you for the 50 subs. Uh, that is very generous yeah, of you. <laughs>
1: what references do you bring if you can't bring old anime or new anime references? You're useless.
0: Luter Joe is here. Looter Joe, where are you called from? Uh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Nice. I assume you were at the event.
6: I definitely was. It was awesome.
0: Nice. What did you think of it? What Any highlights?
6: um definitely the danny pentakill just being there live uh that was pretty epic um and then the whole uh grove Hub, uh experience yeah i mean it was just great all around
0: nice did you do you get a chance to meet anybody or take pictures or anything
6: um no no one specific um just you know just going to all the booths really took a lot of time so but it, yeah. was, it was good
0: nice well what do you want to talk about
6: so my take is that after summer split, a hundred thieves needs to blow up the team.
0: Oh, okay. But, so we gave we gave the, we we gave them the chance to go through an extra split, but then they lost in the finals, and it's time to take their heads. Uh, well, go go ahead.
6: Not all of their heads. Uh, mainly, they need to build around closer, and they need to reset. I think. I feel like. Uh, who he and FBI, um, uh, sometimes they perform really well in regular, regular, um, the regular split. Uh, but when it comes to playoffs, uh, both, uh, summer, last summer split and spring split, they have, um, just really underperformed. Um, Abadage is no, not consistent and you really can't count on him. Um, and really who shined this, um, this playoffs was closer in someday. Um, uh, so you I would... think with the Go way ahead. Papa Smithy has set up the team, um, I think they have a lot of young talent that can come up and I don't know. I just, I just think yeah, this team is good enough to maybe squeak out a third place and go to worlds. And then, you know, they're not going to do well, I'm assuming. And then they kind of rebuild from there.
0: So you would keep someday and closer and boot everybody else.
6: Um, I, I'd mostly want to build around closure because I feel like, so know, maybe not even someday. Sort of, yeah. Someday sort of, Overperformed in in this playoffs, and I wouldn't expect for him to continue to do that. If he does, then maybe you look at keeping him. But when you have someone like Tenacity, which they kind of showed off throughout the playoff series and had him as the sixth man, um, you know, it, they really showed something there when they had Tenacity and Busio walk out on stage with the team for that final. Um, so oh, you think I that was like...
0: a threat to the like the other players on the stage,
6: and 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 they did not perform so. I mean, they they have the players. They're waiting. Okay. Uh,
0: so, and you would do it between spring and summer. So between spring and summer, you would have only closer come back, and you'd have no. four new players.
6: No, you my take is after split. summer.
0: After summer, okay. Yes. So, do you keep all five players through summer?
6: Um, I think so. Like I said, I think this team is good enough to get to squeak out a third place, um, you know, uh, finish to make it to Worlds. Um, but. I I mean, and that's a maybe. And I, especially if they don't, yeah, you definitely blow it up. But um, I, I just don't think they're the future. And I think 100 Thieves, um, you know, they've had some day for so long. They, they've kind of bought this team from, from uh, the Golden Guardians. Um, I feel like they need to develop a brand around their star player, which is Closer, um, and bring in a lot of uh, new young talent. Uh, and maybe like a hotshot ADC from somewhere. I don't know. But... Uh, it's, it's got to change, I think. I don't
0: think Hotshot is playing legal that much these days. Um, okay. No. I, I'm i going to give you a counter hot take to your hot take, which is as long as this team can make it to finals or even top three, they should not make any changes, like indefinitely. Like, I don't care if this team is constantly – like if they never win again, but they're constantly at third or second, you should – and they even if they don't do well at Worlds, you should just – not make changes i think so many people expect that like optimize for world's results when in fact you should optimize for north american results and it is incredibly dangerous to try to make changes to to a roster that is like consistently going to get you to finals or you know the, the finals weekend maybe is a better way of putting it um and then you You like you make changes and you're hoping that you're gonna do better at worlds with these changes I think that that's kind of a fool's errand at this point in time Um, and so that's kind of my hot take is like Keep keep players if they get along well, and if they can bring you decent results and by decent I mean top three keep that roster together.
1: I Say blow them blow it all up right now you lost in finals how good are you?
0: What four players uh, do you replace them with, Mark?
1: Any four. Oh wow! Pick yeah, okay. These academy up, fucking embarrassed. Um. No, I. I, I think uh, if they make worlds like this, there's a scenario where you blow it up if they totally just suck in summer. Like that. That's a time that I think it would make sense, presuming that you know they're paying these guys a lot of money. If they just go out there and lay a turd, you know, like, hey, head's got a roll kind of thing, um, you know, because you can't just pay people shitloads of money and, and get bad results. Fair enough. If they make worlds, like, maybe there's someone you can look at for optimizing um, if there is someone who's drastically underperforming or something. Um, but otherwise, I kind of agree with Travis. Like, the, these players seem to get along pretty well. They just made a finals. They won the one before. If they make another finals, like, which is – really not out of the question. It feels really premature to start talking about roster changes when, uh, yeah, they got shit on in, in the finals, but, like, I don't think that they played up to their potential at all. Um, and this is not to take away from the uh, EG, because I feel like anytime you do one of these, like, oh, they didn't show up. They, they underperformed. People assume you're saying that, like, the other team didn't deserve it. I'm just saying that, like, this 100 Thieves lineup, all split long, had really hot and cold games where sometimes they just looked like ass and sometimes they looked incredible and even in the the tl series right before it um the week two weeks ago they looked like ass for two games and looked great for two and a half games so like yeah it, they, they went out there and laid laid an egg um and if you just can't c- count on the team to perform well yeah maybe you do need to look at like what you can do to further optimize your team uh Everything is on the table for that, though, not just uh, any roster changes.
0: Yeah, and I I think it's a bit different if all your... Like, let's say in spring and summer, you just go and you're like, wow, if they just... If Avadage was not on that team and they had a half-decent mid laner, then, like, they they would be doing so much better. Like, if there's a clear-cut individual on that team that is holding them back consistently, then sure, like, make the change there. But I don't think, like... I know Abadagi had bad games this split. I know their bot lane had bad games this split. But, like, I don't think that there's anybody on that team that you can say, like, that individual is holding the whole roster back um, or, like, denying them from winning. You know, like, they lost as a team <laughs> on, on Sunday. They did not – it's not a, a single individual that that stopped them from winning. So, I don't know. I just – I hate that the answer is always – uh blow up a roster, you know. TSM sure blow up the roster. Um but whenever you have a team that's performing well, like I just I really disagree with it. I think it's unhealthy for the league. I think that there's there's somebody in the chat earlier said fans don't want NA results. They want international results. Well, guess what? Your chances of getting international results are very slim. So don't risk losing NA results for like the slim shot of international results because we've been playing this game for years and all that we've done in North America is rotate players constantly and lose fans because of it and it's not it's not a good game to play. Like, and, and also increase salaries at the same time and lose out on native homegrown talent. Like, it's just, I'm not saying give up on international performance, but I'm saying don't just play musical chairs in the hopes that you're going to get a team from quarters to semis one year. You know, it's just not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Uh, Luder Joe, thank you so much for the call. Absolutely. Uh, I, I maybe, maybe we'll agree with you. Maybe you can call back in at the end of summer whenever Mark and I are like, fuck, we need this hundred T rosters doomed. We reset it. (laughs) Anything you want to shout out?
6: Uh, yeah. Um, uh, shout out Alienware, uh, Grubhub, and um, shout out to the LCS for coming to Houston and uh, putting on a great show. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. All right. We got one more caller to go.
6: 1.5
1: more callers. I have confirmed with Emily Rand on Twitter. She'll be hopping on after the last caller to discuss some anything. We've got one caller and a really
0: mystery good. guest to appear after this caller. We won't disclose who at this time, but we have a mystery guest. Okay. Uh, thank you to Bowsikin, Undead Misfit, and Cap'n Coconut for the subs. Uh, and I think I already got you some more, Alex, but just in case. There you go. Have
1: okay. Perfect timing on the next caller.
0: Okay, Keto is here. Keto, is that how you say your name? Yeah. Uh, where are you calling from?
7: Uh, Dar Salaam, Tanzania.
0: Tanzania? Yeah. Whoa. That is. Uh, we have not had a caller from Tanzania before. That's a before. first. Yeah, because yeah, you guys fucking all this shit's terrible
7: time for me, man. It's the first time I can fucking catch that shit.
1: What What time is it where you are?
7: It's
0: like midnight right now.
1: Yeah, it's 10, 10 PM for me. So I can imagine.
0: <laughs> Listen, just wake up early. Anyway, what do you want to talk about?
7: Bro, I had to stop watching because you were smacking on you keep you just eating on the I, I couldn't I couldn't deal, I'm sorry. But uh I'm, so C9, uh this is they they are fucking up crazily if if uh if they do this summit thing where they like move fudge to the top lane, if if the Uh, what is it? If the roster is Budge, Blabber, uh, Copy, presumably, uh, and then Berserker and Sven, I think is what they said, or, like, what the rumors, rumor mill shit, uh, then that that shit's gonna, that shit's gonna flop crazily. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how you can convince me that you're, like, you're getting rid of your strongest player and then potentially getting some moving in the weak ass shit and like you're gonna the the ADC you benched is gonna be a better support for your Korean I, I don't know but that's my take uh,
0: can you could you sum your take up very shortly again for us really quickly how'd
1: you not get it dude that I mean I kind of got it but I night. just want to
0: hear it again because it's I feel like it's a lot of he. He starts the caller starts a sentence and then doesn't finish it and just finishes it, it, it with the goes word to shit. It the
1: next because who needs the capper? You got it. C nine fucking up. That's that's the take right there. Uh,
0: what What do you think they should do, Keto? Do you think they should just not make any roster changes? I mean, probably it's better than uh,
7: what they what they doing now because, like, I I just don't. I, I don't know who you can convince that the proposed shit is gonna be stronger. Like, I'm not saying, like, they limped out in, in playoffs, but, like, everybody limped out in playoffs. Like, it's not like, like, but in, unless you're EG, like, everyone sucked dick. So, like, I, I don't see, like, I, I feel like it's better to try and support your strengths than it would be to just blow this shit up and then do some musical chairs and, and, and tell me now this, this team's gonna be even better for Worlds.
0: Mark, do you feel like in LCS playoffs, unless you were EG, everyone sucked dick, and so you should not make changes?
1: I mean, doesn't the record speak for itself? Three oh, three oh, three oh. Like, did the did the C nine series look that different from the hundredth U series?
0: Um, no.
1: Exactly. So he he's got a point.
0: Um okay i'll let Why you dive not? in first because i'm still <laughs> I processing just saying, you look like you're struggling
1: i'm i'm like 95 percent on the same page actually with the caller um maybe i i'm not able to be quite as eloquent but i i definitely agree that it feels there's almost no reason i can get behind making the changes that are proposed outside of the actual five players on the lineup hate each other in some capacity or like one of them is like like Summit's just like nope, I'm not playing here again. I'm going back to Korea. Go fuck yourselves. You know, like maybe that's the energy, and there's like no reason to try and keep them around. Um, but otherwise, if if the five players are not the ones who are like, yeah, this this, this team sucks, I hate it, or you know, like Blabber and Summit want to kill each other, or you know, like some some crazy shit like that. Like, I'm surprised to see this experiment just called off after one split not working but still having periods of time where you're the number one team in the league and whatnot you know like um i will say the only part that i kind of get behind is keeping berserker around if you are going to blow this roster up um not that i think zven is bad or even necessarily worse than berserker I just think Berserker is not near his ceiling yet, and as you already saw from like Doublelift's rankings and some other people's rankings of 80 carries, and they're power ranking them in the regular season, you can make the case that he's up. He's the best 80 carry in the league. Uh, I didn't personally buy that, at least in terms of performance for me. But that was also because I, I felt like he was hampered by his support. Um, hey, you think and,
7: uh, you think Sven's gonna be the guy to really bring a shit out of him?
1: I mean, that's a fair question about <laughs> who, who you're supposed to be pairing with him right now. Uh, is it Sven? I don't know. I mean, Sven might get a, a green card and they won't take up an import slot. I don't know if they should just try and pay the dollar bills for Ayla or what. Um, but I, I'm a big believer in Berserker. He is like superstar. He is like, he could be your Danny. He could be carrying your ass in playoffs and stuff. Like, just get this guy some fucking help for the love of God. Um, and maybe Sven can do that. Like, there's been some successful swaps from AD carry to support. Core JJ did it. Who he did it from mid lane, you know, like yeah, from support who? role swaps can can be good. So I like, like, I don't hate the idea, but but blowing up the rest of the roster, I'm not down with.
0: You would keep? Would you keep Fudge mid, Mark?
1: I mean, I wouldn't change this roster. I I, I think you can question the the reason for the initial role swap if you're willing to give up after three months. Like, why did you put him mid then, anyways? It was, if it was just like some random roster shenanigans to get summit on the lineup which feels like kind of fucked to go hamper a player's development for three months and whatnot you know like uh if he weren't if he wasn't like more committed to being the mid laner it seems like he just accepted it to, to stay on the team or something i don't know because they were getting summit or whatever um but yeah if, if they if like summit is just piecing out you can't keep him around i don't know what what you can do but uh, I don't like blowing up the roster if it's like a managerial or performance based decision.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I don't like blowing up the roster either. I do think there's some weirdness around keeping fudge mid. Cause if, if the idea is keep the lineup except for swap support, you're in a weird situation where you're keeping fudge mid, but then I also feel weird about, you know, getting rid of summit. Obviously we've talked about this a lot. I just think it's really weird. It's a a very odd situation. And uh, I mean, I know I said this a million.
1: Uh, Sven is still an import technically, right? Or is he, did he get a green card?
0: I think he's an import. I, I don't think there's been any news card, that he's yes. gotten a green card. So.
1: Yeah, um. I mean, presumably then you kind of know what the plan is at least. If if they're willing to be trying him out, then you know that there's at least an import slot opening up. Um, so whether that becomes his or a mid laners or a top laners, you know it does seem that to indicate that at least one import slot is opening. If he's considering role swapping to support, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I I will say I just think it's bad for the league. Uh, I know I say that a million times, but I just, I really want us to... That I hope that the new commissioner, this is one of her priorities, is to stabilize the rosters, because it's just insane to me. Anyway, uh, Keto, sorry that we were staying up late. Sorry that I was uh, smacking my lips. I will uh, definitely, hopefully, have you on again in the future. Anything you want to shout out before we bring on our surprise special mystery guest?
7: Nah, that was it. It's a... Uh... C nine shit is weak and it's uh, sad, but uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, shout out, uh, Grubhub. When I was in the states, uh, they got me food. Shit was cold. Uh, but all right, thank you guys.
0: Have a good one. See. By the way, I want to shout out food. the Grubhub guarantee. Food. Grubhub guarantee: if you do get your food and it is late, they will make it right for you um that caller. Anyway, shall we grab our special mister guest?
1: Yeah, I'll let me get her.
0: Hello, Emily. Hello? Where are you calling from?
8: Culver City, California. Culver
0: City, California. Hey, that's pretty close to me and Mark. Uh, what would you like to talk about not, on the Not sh-
8: Mark right now.
0: Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know what you're yes. talking about. What would you like to talk about on the day, show?
8: Right? Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, because I've seen people taking this out of context or not listening to the rest of what I said after making a very strong statement on broadcast. Uh, I'm not walking back that statement, by the way.
0: Um, Emily drops one F-bomb and everyone loses their minds, you know?
8: Uh, I I did want to add some context to it because I feel like people are taking maybe the wrong thing from it. And it's that, um... I think scouting, in particular in North America, has been, with some exceptions obviously, um, pretty rough. And I would like to advocate for better scouting for North American talent, and then additionally better scouting for talent coming in from other regions as well. Um, And the reason why I got so mad and the reason why it was really cool to see JoJo win is because he's a Canadian mid right? And so um, it was really cool to see, you know, people have been talking about him for a really long time. It was cool to see him come up the system and succeed with, again, like really good staffing, really good coaching uh, at multiple levels. And then also like a really good plan around how this team was going to play. Um Because North American Mids have traditionally, you know, swapped away from the position just to get spots on Academy teams, not even LCS teams. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to point that out because I feel like people are kind of just taking it and being like, let's plug in all NA Mids. uh, And that's not the case. I think any player coming off of the ladder in NA is obviously going to take a lot more time um to develop and this isn't just my take it's stuff that i've talked about with north american coaches and that's where eg really deserves uh rightful credit right for for being able to do that being able to take someone uh players like jojo and danny and uh have them succeed within the system that they have
1: Uh random question did you see that the um thread got taken off reddit
8: Oh no, I didn't.
1: I think it did. I was. I, w- I went back to like look at it the next morning, and I, I couldn't find it. So I think it got pulled back, pulled down, because I wanted to see the Reddit comments.
8: Yeah, I was too afraid to read it, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, but uh, it, this is just something I've seen, like kind of across the board, where people are like, people are taking, um, you know, the the North American talent thing too far. Um. And I'm not sure if people are. I actually haven't seen a lot of, uh, like, the the other part of the argument is, I haven't seen a lot of people saying that uh, JoJo's going to go and destroy people at MSI, or, like, I haven't seen people saying that EG are going to win MSI. Maybe those takes are, have just been off of my timeline, but uh, I also don't see, like, I've seen the response where people are like, hold it back, bring it back, you know, have a measured take on EG's win, you know, on... Um, but I haven't seen the take that they're responding to. So maybe I, I just haven't seen all of the quote-unquote EG hype for MSI.
1: I think his shit-talking, people have not followed NA. And so like when Yanko Well, Yanko seemed pretty down with it. But there was also a clip of Yankos reacting to it and stuff. And like, I think like, for a lot of European fans, they're, they're starting to get exposed to just how brash he is in a good way. Um, and, but they don't get it. And so they're just like... Really, he's not. He he's like shitting on Chovy. Like, how fucking dare he insult Chovy? This fucking rant. You know, like people uh, were just—they were very salty about some of his words. I think less so than like uh, people coming out of the woodwork to predict EG to win shit now.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people who don't watch LCS have never heard of Jojo Pion. Did not expect Evil Geniuses to win because they've like barely heard of them and they've never gone to Worlds or anything, and they're just like. How dare this random player talk about my caps?
1: Well, think, in, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
8: Oh no, I was gonna say, in fairness, when I interviewed him at the beginning of the split, people had the same reaction when I quoted him saying, "Like, oh, you know, the two top laners in the world are you and Chovy," and he was just like, "Yes," and uh, the the responses to that were similar. So.
0: What and that was, this was tweet that you he made about Chovy in this, LCS this past... proper. What was the tweet that you made about Cho- Chovy this past week? Um...
1: He said, "Don't compare me to Chovy because I actually won something." Or yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, 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 Oh uh, fuck, that I was a good it. one. This it's uh, so also... good. Like, I'm sad because I know that rather than people being like, haha, this is great." If EG does bad at MSI, instead people will be like, this guy needs to shut the, you know, like, no, it's no fun allowed, you know, if he, if, if the team doesn't do well, but I, I don't know. I'm really hopeful um, that he'll at least make enough plays that like, it kind of helps back up some of the stuff that he said. I think that that would be really fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think uh t- t- to something someone said in chat. Tim Tim mentioned that like he was also getting super hyped up before having results. And so I think a lot of people from other teams even in NA during that time were using it against him like Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh love talking about how much Tim was hyping up. Uh, Cuz Tim's okay, here's the thing.
0: He he reveled <laughs> I I I love and- I love Tim. I've worked with him a ton and I love run it and I wanted to do just so everybody knows, I wanted to do a celebratory run it for this week, especially cause Mark can't, doesn't have time to do a blame game. And I was shot down by both our editor and Tim. So I just want to let people know that. Uh, but secondly, uh, I think what was weird to me was that Tim's Twitter just became like a fucking, like he, out of nowhere, Tim, who had previously been like, here's some interesting stats, here's some interesting uh, predictions here's some interesting content just became like a fucking EG Jojo simp account where I was just like, what is happening? Like this guy, like anytime Jojo's playing and like that EG would lose, Tim would be like, it's okay. Jojo. We'll get him next time. You're amazing. We all know Jojo's the best. And see Jojo get that kill. Jojo could for, you know, it's, I'm just like, what happened? I have no idea what Mm -hmm. happened to Tim Where he just like became Like does JoJo and EG Have this maybe this is how they're evil They've got blackmail on him they've got dirt
1: You just you don't know the meta This is what you do in pro sports if you're like a Local reporter you will just Like try to become best friends with someone Before they become a superstar like well who's that Reporter who basically just Sucked on LeBron James all the way up Until being like a respected reporter because Like him and LeBron became close and so like Anytime you wanted to report about LeBron you like This guy was going to be the one to get it yeah, Winhorst or whatever his name was. That's that's what's happening. Like in two years from now, when JoJo's the GOAT, who is he gonna want to talk to? You talking shit about him, me talking shit about him? No, he's going to Tim. He's talking he's doing content with Tim. Tim's gonna overtake you as the best league content creator.
0: Well, uh, that's the highest compliment you have ever given me in my entire career, Mark. Thank you. Uh um, <laughs> sure
1: a reporter did that with double lift too.
8: <laughs> right, oh you are, you it. shit. Uh.
0: Uh okay, like like here's February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. Tim Seven Houston writing a love letter. The way Jojo jo Pion plays, he won't go down without trying everything he possibly can. In a game like that one, that means he'll likely have a couple of ugly-looking deaths. Don't confuse that to mean he's playing poorly. It's similar to players like Whippo or Hillasong. Uh yeah, it's just it's just funny to see uh to, I mean, I'm I'm happy for Tim because he's there, one of the top comments in the the Reddit post match thread was like Tim Seven Houston vindic- vindication tour or whatever. Uh, it was just I don't know. It's it's great. It's great.
1: It, I also just I uh, went on Google and I did an advanced search for Tim Seven Houston Jojo Pian so like all account, all tweets about the, including the word Jojo or Jojo. Yeah, Pian yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Tim yes. Seven Houston, and it just keeps scrolling. Yeah, yeah, I can no. just keep going. <laughs> It doesn't end.
0: It's just, it's so funny. I thought uh, it it's just, it was a huge, I think part of it was, it was a huge tonal shift for Tim too. Cause he went from like never seeming like Mr. Fandom and then all of a sudden he just became like the world's most biased personality. It was just, I don't know where it came from anyway. All right. Uh, I think that is the show. Uh, we are going to roll into Resin Refresh now, which is the Genshin Impact podcast that Mark and I do, and Mark has presumably convinced you to do the show for us, Emily.
8: Yeah. Okay. okay so so Emily's going to stay on for
0: Resin Refresh. Mark, anything you want to shout out before we close out Hotline League? Mark. No, I don't. Okay. Wow, that was that was great. Uh, I want Emily. to shout
1: out uh, Portugal. Uh, had some, some port wine last night, uh, shout out espresso,
0: the end. I love that the lighting is making you look like you have gray or purple hair now. It's fantastic. I don't get it. Emily, any shout outs or plugs before we take you into resin refresh?
8: Shout out to Bonnie who made that meme that you're using for my, (laughs) for my image.
7: Yeah, that's great.
8: Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, shout out to the broadcast team I worked with this past weekend. It was really cool. It was my first uh, live event with that kind of crowd. And it was a really awesome experience.
0: Uh, shout out to Grubhub for allowing us to do live Hotline League. I thought that was super cool. And uh, thank you. Shout out to everybody I met this past weekend. After the Grubhub uh, Hotline League was done... I was out in front of stage for like an hour taking pictures and meeting people and just talking to them. And it was super cool after all this time to get to see folks again in person. So thank you to everybody who came up, came up and said hi to me. And I'm sorry if uh, anybody was looking to say hi and I had to run off somewhere or something. But it was pretty cool. Uh, that's it for Hotline League. Mark, are we doing this again on Monday?
1: Uh, I'll be back by Monday so we can.
0: Okay. And we'll have another episode on Monday. Stay tuned. Stick around for Resin Refresh, the Genshin Impact podcast. And we'll catch you all next time.